This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. May 30th, 1911. The princely sum of $25,000 was on the line. 79 men, 40 drivers, 39 ride-along mechanics, raced on the bricks in the first Indianapolis 500. It wasn't just the first Indy 500, it was the first 500-mile automobile race, period. The Chronicle was concerned with the cost. Racing cars leave trail of blood on Indiana Speedway, reads the page one headline. One killed and six injured in the contest. The most serious accident of the day happened early on the 13th lap. Arthur Griner, driving an Amplex, lost control when the rim of one of his front wheels flew off. The car hurled Griner and his mechanician, S.P. Dixon, onto the track. Griner was knocked unconscious and broke his arm. Dixon, who was thrown against a fence, was killed instantly. The crowd of 77,000 people swarmed across the infield to get a closer look at the crash. Police had to fight to clear a path for the doctors when the ambulance arrived. Every time there was a crash, the excited crowd dashed across the field to get a closer look. The winner was Ray Haroon, driving a bright yellow Marmon Wasp, a car he'd helped design. His winning time was reported as 401 minutes and 8 seconds, but that's an error in the newspaper. It was really 402 minutes and 8 seconds, 6 hours 42 minutes if you don't want to do the math. That's an average speed of a little more than 74 miles an hour. The typical average speed these days is around 165 miles an hour. Ray Haroon was an engineer for the Marmon Motor Car Company. He was a retired race car driver who had set the land speed record a couple of times in the previous decade. He came out of retirement for this race, which was called the 1911 International 500-Mile Sweepstakes Race. He got to the winner's circle and announced that he was retiring again. The other drivers thought Haroon was a hazard because he drove solo. The other 39 carried a mechanic who checked the oil pressure and kept an eye out for other cars. Haroon felt like he didn't need that kind of warning because he was using a little device of his own invention, a rear-view mirror. E.P. Brinegar wrote a column about the race. He was a big auto executive at the time. He called it the greatest race the world has ever seen. The Vanderbilt races were tame. The chariot races of the Romans not even deserving of honorable mention, he wrote. The Vanderbilt Cup was the first major auto race. It was held on Long Island starting in 1904. Writing about the start of the race, Brinegar says the infield and paddock were black with owners of pulses, whose action denoted hearts that were thumping as the result of great excitement. He writes that the roar of the engines at the beginning of the race was not as musketry, but comparable only to a battle where rapid-fire machine guns were employed in plenty. I went to an Indianapolis 500 about 90 years after this one, and the roar of the engines at the start of the race, and every restart after a yellow flag, well, that's still a heck of a thing for any pulse owner. It wasn't just Brinegar who was excited. The big race had a galvanizing effect on the sport. The Indianapolis Motor Speedway had been built in 1909 and paved with bricks in 1910. During that season, the track held a series of smaller events. 
Attendance started strong, but faded. So the owners decided to focus on one big splash of an event, which became the 500. It was a smash. It got international attention, and it pretty much created the industry we know today. In 1912, the field was reduced from 40 cars to 33, which is still how many cars start each year. Starting that year, officials required a ride-along mechanic for every driver, a practice that ended in the early 20s. The famous traditions came in piecemeal. The winner drinking from a bottle of milk in the winner's circle started in the 30s. The pre-race song Back Home Again in Indiana and the call of Gentlemen, Start Your Engines both date to the late 1940s. Ray Haroon never raced again. He continued to work as an automotive engineer through the 1950s. He died at the age of 89 in 1968. You can see his bright yellow Marmon Wasp, the first car to win a 500-mile race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Hall of Fame Museum in Speedway, Indiana. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Some music in this episode is by Kevin McLeod, used under a Creative Commons attribution license, His music is at Incompetech.com. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.